Welcome back to Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General podcast. I am, of course, Al, and with me is Dawn. Hey. I welcome you back to the show, Dawn, but we're recording this right after recording part one. And I never so, left. Yeah, you pretty much have stayed in the my office here. So, But continuing, uh, we've moved into part three of our Who Would Win in a Fight. And for this one, we're going to start with two of my favorite characters, Malcolm Reynolds versus Han Solo. Yep. And I figured this would be a good match because both are gunslinging scoundrels with a military background. Uh-huh. Uh, both are starship pilots as well. And both are just really awesome. Yep. So, let's start with Mal. Now, Malcolm Reynolds from, of course, Firefly, his main weapon is he uses just like more of a modern firearm. Well, okay, I can't really say modern because it does play, take place hundreds of years in our future. Yeah, but it looks more like your your standard sidearm. I don't think it's a... I'm trying to remember if it's a revolver. <laughs> I need to watch Firefly again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I need to watch Firefly again. Oh, you make, Shucks. That, you make that sound like it's a <laughs> terrible thing. I know. But, yeah, he uses... Pretty much when I say modern firearm, yeah. it's because they make it very clear in the Firefly universe that energy weapons are very rare uh, and the one they did encounter in the episode Trash didn't even work. Right. Uh, so most of the time they're just using bullets. You know, so that's why I say modern firearms. He was in the military. Uh, rather, he joined. He was a brown coat. Now, for anyone out there who may not have had a chance to see Firefly, part of the backstory is well, it takes place in the far future where mankind has left Earth Mm -hmm. because they pretty much were using up all the resources and it became too polluted. So they went to a nearby star system and they terraformed the moons of various planets. And the main power controlling this system was the Alliance. However, after a while, there were people who didn't want to be part of the Alliance anymore, so they tried to break off, and those were the browncoats. So Mal was a browncoat. He fought on the losing side of the, that particular war. But I said he does have that military background, so he's been trained in hand-to-hand combat, firearms, and Han Solo. Now, his primary weapon, of course, is a laser blaster. Of course, he always has his uh, faithful Wookiee by his side. But who do you think would win in this fight between Malcolm Reynolds or Han Solo? Well, actually, let's go back a little bit. I know Han Solo does have somewhat of a military background. I believe that's actually how he met Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you gotten much into the Star Wars Expanded Universe? Or? No, and from what I understand, they're kind of ditching it now for the new movies, so I'm not yeah, even going to bother. I know, I've talked about that. Thanks, Disney. Mm-hmm. Let's take almost, what, like close to 40 years of... Disney ruins everything. Yeah. Let's take 40 years... Actually, let's take a science fiction series that has been around for almost 40 years. We've got tons of comic books and novels we can work with. In addition to the movies, let's take that all and just flush it down the toilet. Well, actually, it's not entirely a bad thing. There is one work of Star Wars fiction that is no longer canon, or at least I hope is no longer canon, which is probably a good thing. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. The Star Wars Christmas Special. Oh, <laughs> you like I know, the Star though. Wars Christmas Special? I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it looks pretty bad. I've seen the whole thing. That's 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 my parts of my life. I'm never getting back. Yeah. Well, I guess one of the things that some people are so amazed at is it's not like they were using just like people who looked like the cast from Star Wars. They had 
Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in there. I listened to Carrie Fisher talk about the Christmas special at Dragon Con a couple years ago. I have a feeling she didn't have much nice to say about it. Um, she was like, well, it happened. It was a thing. <laughs> the check cleared. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sometimes I think when you do have people who do take really crappy movie roles, usually it's for one or two, uh, one or two reasons. It's either... The check cleared because, you know, they're having financial problems, and yeah, okay, you're going to pay me how much to do this crappy movie? Okay. The check cleared? Okay, I'm there. Or the other phrase that, again, I know Josh Hadley is, we mentioned the last episode, he's been on my show a few times. Mm -hmm. The other phrase I know he's fond of using is, dump truck full of money. Well, sometimes it's fun, though. Yeah. Um, Like, some people do really terrible movies because they're fun. Like, those, uh, the ones Asylum tends to put out for Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Like, uh, like uh, the Titanoboa and stuff like that. Like, Debbie Gibson, or Deborah Gibson, whatever she's going by now, like, the pop stars from, like, the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s. They do those because of their fun. That's the only reason they do them. They There's don't care that they're that, cheesy yeah. and terrible. They're like, they're fun to make. And they're fun to watch later, and they get, you know, people enjoy them at conventions. They're like, who cares? They're fun. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen Sharknado 2, and no, it's not a great movie. Oh, it's awful, movie, and it's great. But, yeah, it did look like it did look like the people who were acting in it were having fun I was so it. angry that Tara Reid did not die in that one. <laughs> I'm like, how did she survive two movies? Did you see a three-headed shark is coming out? Three-headed shark attack is coming out? No, I didn't. July. Yeah. The- Danny Trejo's in it. Cool. I was like, you had me at Danny Trejo. I'm in. <laughs> Because, yeah, the last Asylum <laughs> film I saw was, I think it was like Piranha Boa. Oh, something where, like that, yeah. Yeah, it was like a a huge anaconda, I yeah. think, or boa. It was some huge snake with a piranha head. They know and, they've got us. Yes, Asylum and, knows they've got us. And then, of course, there was Sharktopus. Yeah, Sharktopus is great. Oh, yes. But we're getting off topic. We can talk what about... as Yeah, I know. What else is new? <laughs> we can talk... You know, we sh- I should make a, a geekery in general drinking game. Oh, yeah, when, whenever I get off a topic, you know, everyone... Well, this is when you're listening. Oh. Whenever whenever we get off topic, take a swig of your drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, getting back on track. So we've got uh, Malcolm Reynolds and Han Solo. Yep. Who do you think would win in a one-on-one fight? We're not going to do a starship fight. No. Han Solo would win that because in the Firefly universe, they don't really have starship no. to starship weapons. No, and Kaylee can't keep that thing up by herself with <laughs> with the Falcon the attacking reason, it. The reason she well they don't have shielding, but the reason poor Kaylee has a hard time keeping Firefly running is because Malcolm's a freaking cheapskate. <laughs> Remember the episode? <laughs> it's like the Serenity's like kept together with their version of duct tape. <laughs> well, I, there was the episode. Do you remember the episode yeah. Out of Gas? Yeah. You know where the the ship broke down mm-hmm. and. Malcolm and Kaylee were talking about there was some doohickey that, that, you know, was necessary to keep the ship running. And Malcolm was like, I thought you said that it was, this thing would last another six months. And Kaylee's like, sir, that was seven months ago. (laughs) Yeah. So something to that effect. But so. Um, Fight wise, if they had to fight. Oh, my goodness. I think they'd just shoot each other if they had to come to a draw. Because they're both really quick. When it comes down to it. But. But. I think. I think somewhere in the distance. Zoe and Chewie. Ooh, they rhyme. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Zoe and Chewie are watching each other. From across the bar going. 
I got you doing the fingers thing. <laughs> yep. well, she's doing that. Chewie's just looking well, at her making noise. Zoe would just sneak up behind Chewie and try to waylay him. I don't know if it would work. It very wouldn't well. work. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I love her. And Gina Torres is an Amazon. She's, awesome. of, she's a gorgeous Amazon of a woman. But Chewbacca is just tall. Yeah. Tall and strong. Yeah. And rips people's arms off. But honestly, I don't think Zoe... a fight would ever happen. I really don't. Okay. I, I think they w- they would like draw at each other, look, and be like, "Why are we doing this? We're both pretty much, you know, we scoundrels. Do this. We're scoundrels that do the same thing. Let's just drink and try to not get caught." I know how they would start a fight, though. I could now assuming that. Well, would I, they fight over I Inara? See... I don't know. Well, remember. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That would be an interesting Because question. Mal tends to punch people over Anara. That is true. The episode <laughs> Shingen, he did, he did deck And uh, the fact that even though he calls her a whore yep. a lot, he will defend her. So um, here's how I could see those two getting in a fight. I could see them in a bar mm-hmm. and Han Solo mentioning something about the Alliance, mm-hmm. referring to the Rebel Alliance. Malcolm, oh, I didn't think of that. Malcolm overhears the term Alliance. Different language. We've got to fight. Different universe language. Yeah, we've got to fight. I didn't think of that. So, now, I think this would kind of depend, though, on whether they were getting in a good old-fashioned fist fight. Or if or their weapons were drawn. Weapons were drawn. How do you think it would play if it was weapons drawn? And let's assume that Malcolm's firearm has equivalent power to Han's blaster. I we, well honestly, I think it, Mal would probably evaluate the blaster that that Han is carrying and realize that that's not your typical sidearm, and probably not want to take on what he's going to assume is an energy weapon, and probably want to well, keep it to fists. That's true, but again, remember though, because he's weapons, a lot more astute than people give him credit that for. That is true. That is true. See, and that's where I think he would probably take a new approach because I. Don't know if Malcolm, or I'm sorry, I don't know because Han, Han does not dress like Alliance. That's true. <laughs> he could be an Alliance. He could be an Alliance soldier on his day off. They still doesn't dress like Alliance, <laughs> even but, on his day off. <laughs> I think that I think that Han was pretty much not Han. Uh, Malcolm was showing me a little better shot than Han was. Yeah, well, but yeah. Here's another reason where I think in a gunfight, why Malcolm would have an advantage: the stormtrooper effect. Because we are not, now, there's a couple different meanings for the stormtrooper effect. One is that you might have a contingent of or an enemy army where they've got this reputation for being extremely deadly and accurate, except when they don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Or, well, actually, no, they're they're deadly and accurate except for when they really need to be. Mm-hmm. Like you remember in uh, A New Hope, oh God, Han yeah. Solo um, says, not Han Solo, Obi Wan says. You know, st- when they were looking at the killed Jawas, they're like stormtroopers. Only stormtroopers are so precise. But yet, when you see the stormtroopers fighting, yeah, they're 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 not precise. It's like the old cartoon. You know, hey, let's play stormtroopers and red shirts. Pew pew pew! I shoot at you. I miss the red mm-hmm. shirt. I die anyway. <laughs> but another reason is when Han is fighting the stormtroopers, they're people behind masks. Yeah, they're faceless enemies that it's easy to dehumanize them it's easy to look at that stormtrooper and think well you're just a faceless minion bang i shot you you're dead but mal tends to only really kill people that he's really got 
issue with, personal issue. So I don't know, other than maybe, like, injuring a body part. The problem would come in when there's a ruckus and Jane comes storming in with Vera and causes problems. <laughs> that is, <laughs> That's where well, the problem would come in. <laughs> here's the problem if Jane was around. You know, I could see Han going, Jane comes hey. in, everybody dies. Hey. No, I could see Han going, uh, uh, Who's the guy with the stupid me? hat? <laughs> oh, well, okay, you call us that stupid, then yeah, Vera would no. probably, he'd probably pull out How Vera much money's on the line? Because exactly. remember, Jane goes to the highest bidder. That is true. That's what I was about to say, is that if um if Han realized that Jane was this greedy backstabber, mercenary, yeah. yeah, he would mm-hmm. probably go, hey, I could catch you a better deal. Because remember, that's how... I got uh, the Wookiee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got Princess Leia. I'll let you have her on Thursday nights. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, that would that go over bad. real well. But you know, Malcolm—he's used to shooting people who aren't in helmets, so mm-hmm. he's—it's he, easier for him to see people as individuals. So I don't know if that would actually—actually, I don't know if that would make it easier on Mel or harder. Probably harder because, well, yeah, I think in the gunfight, probably Han Solo because, as you said, he's less hesitant to kill, and again, he's. I think that he's a little more used to fighting mm-hmm. just about anyone where, okay, I got that wrong. I knew what you meant, though. Yeah. What about a good old-fashioned fist fight? I think sometimes they just fist... I Sometimes I think when you get into scoundrel-type territory for either of them, fist fighting is just kind of sometimes for a little bit. To go back to Mad Sweeney in American Gods, sometimes you just fight for the love of fighting. <laughs> Well, I think in a fist fight, definitely male. Yeah. Because he was able to go toe to toe with the operative. Mm-hmm. Now, if for anyone who hasn't seen the Serenity movie, the operative is a highly trained assassin. Yep. And Malcolm was able to beat him partly through fisticuffs, but also through cunning. Yep. And you could say, in a way, dumb luck, because when they were having their climactic fight, one of the things that the operative would do is, if he was going to kill you, he'd punch you in a certain nerve cluster mm-hmm. that would paralyze you. However, Malcolm had that mal that had that particular nerve cluster removed because of an injury. Yeah. So what happened is the operative punched him in there and then was about to kill him, but since Malcolm wasn't paralyzed, he was able to counterattack. I mean, you look at the toughness level between the two. Mm-hmm. Malcolm is just in much more tougher. Han really isn't pictured as being exceptionally skilled in hand-to-hand combat. At least not in the movies no. and the expanded universe stuff I've seen. Um, the other thing is, remember, he was tortured in Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. What was he afterwards? He was pretty much just a pile of mush. Yep. Let's look at Malcolm. Remember the uh, War Stories oh episode? Oh my god. He was tortured to death by, by Niska. Yep. Literally tortured to death but all through the torture, he was able to actually keep his cool, and that, actually, in a way, that actually helped him escape. Because remember, Wash was about to pass out. Oh, Wash was not doing yeah. well. <laughs> but he, Malcolm, realized that if he kept talking about how you know he was going to show Zoe what a true man was, you know, that would keep him, you know, that would keep Wash mm-hmm. conscious. So even despite the fact that he was being tortured, he was able to keep his, you know, his head on. But again, he was literally tortured to death, resuscitated, tortured some more, but he still managed to break free and overpower his attacker. Mm -hmm. So in a situation like that, 
like I said, I think that probably uh, Malcolm would win in a straight-out oh, fist yeah. fight just because of the toughness between the two. But I think for it to even get that far, they'd really have to do something to just kind of really tick each other off. Yeah, I could see it going more to a fist fight first because... Malcolm is not shy about throwing punches. We no, know that. <laughs> no, but he's going to notice that sidearm is not something he wants to mess with if he doesn't have to. That is true. So, moving on to the next one. And Dumbledore mm-hmm. versus Elminster from Forgotten Realms. So, this is the reason I thought this would be an interesting matchup is because both are extremely powerful wizards. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you cover Dumbledore since you probably know a little more about Dumbledore than I do. He is, or was, in possession of a number of the, uh, um, oh shoot, what's the word I'm looking the for? The Deathly Hallows. Thank you, Deathly Hallows. <laughs> this has been that kind of day, hasn't it? Yes, My it brain. has. Oh. Um, like he had the, uh, the, the, the wand, he originally had the invisibility cloak, I mean, all that. Um, so he was considered pretty much one of the top wizard mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, strength and power. He was... Very, very extremely intelligent. Though I'm saying intelligent, not necessarily wise. Even <laughs> though some might say wise, I read the books. I'm not going to say wise. Book, star- book smart, but street stupid? Yeah, well, I mean, no matter what people will say, or even what Rowling says, I read the books. I'm not going to say wise. Because <laughs> I know we have the Elder Wand, which... Yeah. I, that, I believe, was supposed to make the wielder more powerful, but I don't know if they any, made any specific details as to, okay, this is how the wand makes you more powerful. No, that was kind of anticlimactic when we got to that point of the book. Yeah, because isn't it like, because I know the main thing with the wand, as I said, in the, I haven't really read much of the books. I've only read, I've only seen the movies. Um, I read a little bit of the first book, but uh, the movies, isn't it like with the wand, in order for it to work properly, you have to defeat the person who previously had it. So that would imply that Dumbledore does have some skill at dueling, as I believe he, because I know he's gone toe-to-toe with Voldemort, mm-hmm. and not only that, I believe in other works of fiction it's shown that, or somewhere in the movies they were saying that, you know, he has fought against other dark wizards, and wasn't he actually an Auror? I don't remember if he was an Auror. Well, I know that, I think he got the the Elder Wand from, I want to say, Grindelwald or something, originally, and then when he died, you know, then it went on. And then the one that took his life took it from, and then mm-hmm. on, on, on. I suppose I don't really have to give spoiler warnings anymore. Should I have to? It's only been almost, <laughs> nah. almost been like seven years since that last book came out. Good lord! But you know. Yeah, and then now Elminster, he actually had an interesting uh, life. I've read bits and pieces of some of the fiction about him. He, I believe he actually started out as a fighter, then he trained as a thief. Then a cleric, mm-hmm. and then most of his training has been as a wizard, so he's got a very diverse background. He's pretty much fought just about anything you can imagine. He's fought gods, or avatars of gods, rather. He's fought the forces of hell. They have a book called Elminster in Hell, where he actually goes to hell and survives being tortured by the devil Nergal. He's one of the chosen of Maestra, which gives him immunity to disease and poison, as well as better than average magic resistance. So I'm sure that his saving throws would probably be extremely, extremely good. Low or high, depending on which uh, version of D&D you're using. Silver Fire is another one of his powers, which is something that the Chosen of Maestro can, can use, which can be used either offensively or defensively. 
I know that it was he used it in the Elements during Hell book because that's how he needed to heal himself to survive being tortured by Nergal. Now, also, while we consider who would win in this fight, let's consider the spells that they've used. We could assume that Elementor would have access to just about any spell in the player's handbook and any spell that's unique to the Forgotten Realms, and he has plane jumped, so mm -hmm. possibly even spells beyond that. What are some of the spells that we've seen Dumbledore really use in the movies and books? Oh, gosh. Other than, like, of course, divination-type stuff. And... Right. Um, well, he was very skilled at, uh, forgive my pronunciation, I want to say legimency, where you can speak from mind to mind with somebody's silent communication between two people, which I guess is a type of, we would say, telepathy, but they call it legimency or whatever. And then there's, uh, well, he's done uh, transfiguration. He has so many different spells. Oh my goodness. Because I know, it, wasn't there some fire spell he used to take out when they, when him and Harry were trying to get one of the Horcruxes, they were surrounded by those like skeleton type yeah, things? Yeah, I don't remember what the name of the spell was though. Oh yeah, I'm getting out my second edition player's handbook because I happen to have it are. over here. That's because you got everything handy. I'm oh, at yeah? home. I don't, I'm not but at home. <laughs> can Dumbledore cast magic missile? He probably can, but it's probably called something else. <laughs> yeah. So well, not now. He's dead. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> boom. I, see, the thing is, I don't know. I I think that Elminster, just based on what we've you know seen him use in the book, well, what Elminster would have going by the player's handbook and all the different you know, books they've released for D&D, I would think Elminster would probably have a bit more diverse range of spells than Dumbledore is. So personally, I think in this particular fight, Elminster would probably win. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think? I'm going to agree with you, and that's partially because I think Dumbledore was a lot more careless than people gave him credit for. And that's where I say, uh, he was, while he was intelligent, he was not wise. Here's going to be something. Uh, the whole prophecy thing that made Harry the Chosen One actually probably could have also made Neville Longbottom the Chosen One. And what made Harry the Chosen One in the end was Dumbledore's choices. Mm. And everything that shaped everybody's life. Because people were like, well, but Voldemort killed Harry's parents. At the same time, Voldemort's actions at the exact same time sent Neville's parents into an insane asylum. Both sets of parents were punished, but Dumbledore's actions are the ones that sent Harry through that life that he ended up having to lead. And it's everything that's gone wrong are because of the careless actions of somebody that was trying to change his own future, which is kind of Odin-ish, if you yes, think about it. Oh, we're going to try to change the future. I don't want it to go this way, but I'm screwing everything up along the way. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's not wise. It's the quest for for a different future by trying to use wisdom by failing wisdom. So... Yeah, and I agree. I think Elminster would win because Dumbledore seems to be, at least, especially in the later years when, in the Harry Potter series, mm -hmm. I mean, I know he's done great stuff beforehand. He gets more eccentric. Yeah, and Elminster is more of a long-term, not Elminster, I'm sorry, uh, Dumbledore. Yeah. More of a long-term planner. Yeah. Where he he tends to indirectly manipulate events. So in that regards, I think that prob that's one of the reasons Elminster win because Elminster's used to taking a more active role. Now, I was going to think plan also discussing Elminster versus Voldemort, mm -hmm. but this one I don't think we really need to go into because I think Dum I think Elminster would probably beat Dum uh, Voldemort pretty easily. What about what do you think? Yeah, well, and you almost gotta wonder thinking back that if Dumbledore created Voldemort. 
That's true. If he would have left him in the orphanage and didn't bring him, would he have created the powerful evil wizard that he did? Mm -hmm. And the reason I could see Elminster being able to defeat Voldemort is Voldemort, again, he's like Dumbledore where he seems to be more of the behind-the-scenes guy, Mm -hmm. and he prefers to have his demons, or not his demons, his minions go do his dirty work for him. So, assuming that you know, Elminster managed to destroy all the Holocruxes or Horocruxes. Yeah, I think Elminster would probably defeat Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, would defeat Voldemort as well. Well, for our next one, uh, we, the last ep- episode we mentioned uh, Doctor Doom. So now we're going to talk about Doctor Doom and Lex Luthor. So I figured this would be a good match because both are highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. Both are pictured as being highly skilled in multiple fields. But other than that, they're just ordinary people who use power armor, uh, similar to Tony Stark and Iron Man. So for Doctor Doom, I know one of the things that he has a couple of powers that are, you know, actually not the result of his technology. He is pictured as being skilled in magic. He's not quite to the level of, like, Doctor Strange. Right. But still, he does know magic and does have a good degree of skill in it. Uh, He also has a trick he can use to transfer his mind. And he learned this from an alien race called the Ovids. And he can use this to possess other people. Now, I don't think that he could really possess Luther because Luther would probably have pretty good willpower. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he could do that. He also has the ability to steal powers, but he has to use technology to do it. Uh, he's shown to be resistant to mind control. He also has the ability to control machines. Uh, specifically his Doom Bots. Now, the abilities on his power armor I was able to find include things like life support, energy blasts, force field, uh, shocking anyone who touches him. In the DC, um, in the Marvel superheroes role-playing game I used to play, they specifically say that if you grapple with Dr. Doom, not only do you take 100 points of damage, but anyone in the immediate vicinity also takes about 40 points of damage because the shock is that mm-hmm. strong. Um, flight, superhuman strength. I think his superhuman strength with his power armor, it's like 40 or 50 tons he can lift. I, I don't remember exactly how much it was. It's pretty epic. Whatever, I can't remember. Yeah, he's, quite a bit. He's, he's strong. And this pretty much allows him to go toe-to-toe with Iron Man and similar you know, heroes. Now, Doom has two main weaknesses that I was able to find or that I can remember. The first, of course, like many villains, is his arrogance. Right. He has kind of this, I'm whole, I'm better than you, and he thinks that he's the one who should rule the world. The other one is he does have a very strong sense of honor, which has proven to be his downfall on occasion. Because the... I believe there was like one situation where, well, essentially if Dr. Doom gives you his word, he will keep it. And the only reason I'm putting that as a weakness is, because like I said, it has proven to be his downfall. So let's take a look at his opponent, Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Well, Lex, which we all know from the most part from Superman, yep. um, which is his primary foe, he's considered one of the most, or if not the most intelligent mm-hmm. person in the DC universe, an expert in nearly every scientific field. Um, he, <laughs> I like that he carries kryptonite on him, basically. Yeah, like I said, guess, who, <laughs> guess who's that for? But that's actually proven to be uh, a problem, though, because I believe they've established that prolonged exposure to kryptonite can be potentially fatal for yeah. non 
yeah. for non-superhumans. Have you seen the way Lex Luthor looks recently in the comics, by the way? He kind of no, has I a haven't. kingpin look to him. He's gotten, like, really kind of obese and, like, I haven't awful. seen it, no. I looked at it, I was like, is that kingpin? And it says, oh, Lex Luthor. I'm like, ooh, he let himself go. <laughs> Jeez. Too many, too many tacos. <laughs> Stop eating chimichangas. <laughs> like like, Too many chimichangas I'm like, pool. those kryptonite lozenges in your pocket are getting together. <laughs> <laughs> um, he can transfer his mind into other bodies, um, but he can't do it on his own. He needs technology to do it. You know, uh, His, uh, his uh, armor includes force field, superhuman strength, um, flight. He's got the kryptonite blast again. <laughs> again, <laughs> guess who that's for. Kryptonite lozenges. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just a joke. They're not really lost in just yeah. <laughs> um, an energy sword, energy blast. Um, so he can go toe to toe with Superman. Um, but he's not really good at hand to hand comment combat. Um, and he's extremely arrogant. Go yeah. figure. That's why I think this will also be an interesting battle because both are arrogant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would make it a. I'm better than you fight, literally. Right. So how do you think a fight? How do you think this fight would go, or who do you think would probably win in a fight between Luther and Doom? Um, I'm gonna give it to Doom, I, yeah. hands down, hands down. Especially because if it takes place in, uh, and I'm doing quotes, America, because DC's got so many different cities that yeah. exist in countries you're not sure of. No matter what, Doom gets diplomatic immunity, so... <laughs> That's <laughs> which, true. <laughs> which well, isn't ever mentioned in, like, his list of abilities, but he does. He gets diplomatic well, immunity. Well, let's say they go to a neutral third country, <laughs> like Switzerland. Switzerland is neutral in a lot of events. So let's say they fight in Switzerland. Well, he would still have that diplomatic immunity, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay, let's assume that it... Like, what's that movie where they said, I've got diplomatic immunity! Bang! It's been revoked. Is that Die Hard, or... Lethal Weapon? I don't know. I I remember some 80s action movie where one of the villains in it was saying to the heroes, you can't shoot me because I have diplomatic immunity. And I think it was Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I don't know if that works. It's like, yeah, they shot him anyway. I don't know if that works. Yeah, they shot him anyway. It's been revoked. But, yeah, and one of the reasons I think that... Especially if you're fighting a supervillain. I think villains versus villains, they're going to let the one villain get knocked down. They're not going to care. But I think... One of the reasons that I think Doom would probably win is he has been shown to be more skilled in com- combat. And he's honor-bound. That's I true. mean, seriously, if you show up in the U.S. and you're going to fight, for example, especially in a, oh, excuse me for a second, post-9-11 U.S., yeah. and you're like, okay, here I'm here to take out Lex Luthor. I know he's a problem for you guys. I'm going to take him out, and I'm going to go in diplomatic community. They're going to go, take him, go, terrorist. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> he's honor-bound. He's proven he's honor-bound. They are not going to argue it. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing I, that I think would really be the uh, would really be Doom's ace in the sleeve is mm-hmm. his magic, that because too. it's something that Luther doesn't have, and Luther is pretty much reliant. He's more reliant on his technology, and Luther even says, at least in the Justice League Unlimited cartoons, that magic is something he really doesn't have much of an understanding of. Mm-hmm. Because, have you ever seen Justice League Unlimited or? No, but is that, is that one on Netflix? Netflix, yes. Okay. Then I, yeah, I think I'd it's re- in my queue. I recommend watching Justice League first, just because there's stuff that happens in Justice League Unlimited. Or I'm sorry. There's stuff that happens in Justice League that's referred to in Justice League Unlimited. So, yeah, it's possible that if you watch Justice League Unlimited first, you'll be like, well, when did that happen? But yeah, Justice League Unlimited, he forms, well, as an example, he forms somewhat of a romantic relationship with Talia, who in this particular cartoon is shown as being a magic user. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much kind of 
you know, doesn't take her magic seriously and Talia calls her like a... Yeah. Like Raisha's daughter? Yeah. He, God, he she calls, just gets pimped around. Yeah. <laughs> he calls her like... Well, she was originally with Grodd. Gorilla Grodd. She ends up... Well, that's because Raisha Ghoul keeps trying to find an appropriate like husband for her. Seriously. she He tries to marry her off to Bane for a while there. He tries to marry her off to Superman. And she's like, I don't want this. No. Still, how <laughs> did she end up with Grodd? I mean, he's a gorilla. That's just wrong. On okay. a kid's show. But the thing is, okay, Raish has to ultimately decide who she gets to marry. And then when she's, like, hot on Batman, he starts sneaking around. And she's like, I gotta figure out what's going on. And then he figures out that the Bruce is Batman. And then he tries to sneak yeah. in and get him all. But, Rachel yeah, he... he I think in one episode, uh, Luther calls her, like, a crystal-gazing parasite or something. So he doesn't really have much understanding or appreciation for magic. So I think that... Doom could actually turn that to his advantage, and like I said, he's Doom has been shown to be more skilled in hand-to-hand combat, even to the point where they say he can kill a lion with his bare hands. Come on, how many people can kill a freaking lion with their bare hands? The Hulk, probably. Well, I real people, you know, non-powered people. Well, the Hulk can pretty much kill anyone just by probably farting on them. So. Okay, but that's not powered. He had gamma problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think we both agree here that Doom would, pro- Doom would probably win just because Lex too reliant on his yeah. technology. The magic would probably be the ace in the hole that Doom yeah. could use. And I think Luther, well, Dr. Doom... He pretty much tailors his suit to be able to counter just about everybody. Yeah. Whereas... Lex Luthor, he pretty much just specifically tailors it to go after Superman. He's just got issues with Superman. He's got it's Superman like, Dude issues. needs therapy. He's got issues. I think he wants Superman to be his boyfriend. Something's wrong. <laughs> so the last one, <laughs> your favorite char- one of your favorite characters, Deadpool <laughs> versus River Tam. And My I man Wade! <laughs> I figured this would be interesting because both are insane well, yeah, and highly that's skilled. That's your definition of insane. And they're both highly skilled at Weapons and unarmed combat. Yep. So, who do you think would win in this particular fight? Uh, Deadpool because he can't die. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think it. He's would like be... a starfish. You cut him apart, and he comes right back to life. <laughs> I think it would be extremely close because River has shown being able to take on multiple Reavers. That would be the best comic to read ever. What's that? Just uh, if they did like a one-shot Deadpool versus River Tam. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Just sitting and reading, like, his fourth wall-breaking commentary, like, fighting <laughs> Your her. show got canceled. <laughs> no, my, could you just admit, because he would be like, the comments, like, does this chick ever stop? Because she would just, like, and then she's, like, reading his mind. And, yeah. Uh, somebody needs to write, Cullen Bunn, get on this. <laughs> but, yeah, because the, <laughs> another thing, I know River, it is implied that she does have some psychic powers. Right. I don't, I know they really don't specifically say what they are other than, oh, like, somebody reading minds. They were wondering when she says, I can kill you with my brain, is she talking to, like, people in the show, or is she talking to Joss Whedon? It's, like, some like, <laughs> alternate theory. And I'm like, Cause if she well, that's does have weird a way, fourth wall breaking. Because the thing is, I mean, if she does have a way to kill people with, like, mental blasts, like Professor Xavier could theoretically do, well, does Deadpool really have any def- defenses against telepath- telepathic attacks? Well, I don't know. I thought you knew, I thought you were an expert on Deadpool. Or at least knew a lot about him. I, I'm just trying to think if there's ever been anything like that that's happened before. Yeah, because 
I mean, if if he doesn't have, that's why I think it would be close because I don't think Deadpool has any specific protections against mental. But attacks. it's never been proven that she's had any power to actually do that's that true. either. <laughs> but the real reason I think it would that Deadpool would come out on top, of course, is she River Tam really wouldn't have any way to counter Deadpool's healing factor. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. No okay, matter... and you know what? He's probably seen Firefly with his life with the fourth <laughs> wall breaking, and then you know, he, he knows what to expect. He would know Simon's keyword and shut her down. That is true. Yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. So, well, those are some of the many battles we thought of, and hey, if if uh, for my listeners, if you want to see uh, who would win in a fight part four, then feel free to leave comments on either the Point of Insanity Game Studio Facebook page, or, of course, you can contact me through POIGamestudio.com. So, again, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Dawn, thank you for joining me again, even can though, like I said, we've been sitting here for a couple hours, so uh, you haven't really gone anywhere. No, I'm going to go home and work on my cosplay when we're done. He can yeah. harass me on my cosplay page. So, yeah, if, if people want to do hear, see more of your cosplay or see, you know, learn more about it, where can they find that? Um, I have a Facebook page. I'm trying to remember what the address is. It's Amethyst Dawn. The word, well, Amethyst, like the color, and then Dawn. It's all one word. If you search it up okay. on Facebook, you'll find it. It's a page. It's got a picture of uh, me in a Hera costume on the, the profile pic on it. So Yes, because so, as we mentioned in our cosplay and conventions episode, you know, Dawn is a cosplayer and... Give us, you know, had some good stories about conventions. Yep. I know one of these days, one of these years, I want to get down to Dragon Con because that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. So hard to get a room. People are booking rooms for 2016 yeah. already. It's insane. I know. I've heard that with Gen Con. It's like you usually you got to book your room like five months in advance. And of course, five months. God, we book them a year in advance now. Yeah, and and, and of course they're gonna jack the prices because they can. We're lucky. Um, last year the Hilton where we stayed gave everybody that's been basically a loyal customer a voucher for a guaranteed room for the following year. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So we have our room guaranteed, and then um, they just took the deposit out for. So I just gotta send my friend um, cool. the PayPal for uh, my part of the room. So. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening and. Uh, Please feel free to check out the podcast on either Podbean or through iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, visit POIGamestudio.com. Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. Uh, feel free to like the page. And like I said, if you do have any ideas for topics you'd like to see me cover in the future, please feel free to leave a comment. So have a good evening or morning or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And happy gaming geekery stuff. Goodbye. <laughs>